Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word, the Desert Spring Church podcast coming to you from Las Vegas, specifically Summerlin, Nevada. Uh, My name is Julie Hart. I am the Director of Connectional Ministries here at church, and I have some fabulous first-time guests in the studio today. So I'm excited to be able to have them introduce themselves to you before we get started on our conversation. This is the Ham family, and we'll start, we'll go oldest to youngest. How about, let's start with dad. (laughs) Um, Max Ham and... We've been coming here almost two years now, and my primary responsibility here is bringing as many people as I can back and forth to church. Yeah, you make a lot of trips back and forth sometimes, huh? Oh, quite often. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, Max, we're glad that you are here. About two years. Uh, pretty yeah, much, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Okay. All right. Next up. I'm Allie. I... I'm mainly a part of the youth group, and I do all of the things associated with that. Yeah, you're involved in youth group, and um, you're pretty involved in, in, in youth group. And also this summer, we actually got to spend some time together. Do you want to talk about that second? Um, yeah, we went on the mission trip uh, to California, Um we did a lot of work and helped people, and we also did a lot of bonding activities. Yeah. If you want to get to know people, ride in a van with them and uh, <laughs> sleep on air mattresses next to each other. We learned a lot about each other that week, didn't we ever? <laughs> okay, awesome. All right, who do we have next? Uh, my name is Max Michael Ham, too. Uh, I'm in fifth grade, and I'm 11. We've. I just go into the... Um, Sunday school, and that's primarily what I do too. And on the, we don't really, I don't do much besides that. Vacation Bible school, you were here uh, for that, right? Uh, we do, we do almost every single activity though. Yeah, yes, you do. Are you going to be in the Christmas pageant coming up? No, Auntie, not uh, this time. Not this time. Maybe next time. And what about camp? Camp, I'm going to beg my dad. <laughs> you got to look. We got to spend some time at camp together this that, summer. That was really fun last time. I still have the little bag and the bracelet things. Do you still have your camp souvenirs? And Max was quite the magician, too. So that was awesome. Wonderful. All right. Well, welcome. Okay. Okay. Tell everyone your name and how old you are. I'm seven. My name is Addison. Addison, and you also got to go to camp this summer, too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you love it? I like chocolates. Yeah? Too. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Well, I'm so glad to have you all here today, and you are going to be next week lighting the Advent candle and reading, and you all got the week of lighting the joy candle. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, right? So... I, but that's my first question. What do you think that means? What do you think joy, mean, joy means? Joy probably means just being happy, the happiness that the Lord God brings to us down here. Uh, uh, he brings the people. He brings miracles every day. Okay, mic drop. We're through. This episode is the shortest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I love that, Max. Addison, you have something to add to that? Yeah. <clears throat> um, Come close to the mic. There you go. Um, so I asked what, what is the? Oh, that oh moves the microphone God. so it could be closer to you. <laughs> so what brings you joy, Addison? What makes you feel joyful? I think I raised my hand because, um, um, I think joy means, like, if you're being kind to someone and being nice. Oh, I love it. I love that. Okay, so. And you're happy since you made someone happy. Excellent. Excellent. This kind of joy that we're talking about when we read the scripture, this is this is the joy that comes from the Lord. And you talked about that, right, Max? So um, have you decided next week who is going to be reading and who is going to be lighting the candles? I like the candles. You're going to be lighting? Okay. Who's going to be reading? Uh, gonna, that's going to be worked out still? Yeah, okay. we're working out. I think we're going to divide it up a little between the three of us and let maybe Eve do the lighting since she doesn't read as well as the other three. Okay. Oh. Eve's going to do the lighting. Okay. That's what I think. I don't know how to read. No fear. That's okay. You guys can work it. it out. So I'm going to give you a little, a little peek into what you're going to be reading, okay? So, and we're going to stop and we're going to talk a little bit along the way. It begins with, we have lit the candles of hope and peace, because by the time you guys are lighting the candle, those two candles have already been lit, right? In the glow of their light, we feel the warmth of deep and quiet joy. Joy to the earth, our Savior reigns. We sing to the glory of God. We sing in the name of Christ, who offers us hope despite despair, peace in the chaos of life. We light the candle of joy. And so we read there um, about how Christ offers us hope despite despair. And that's, does anyone know what despair means? Um, I think sadness. Yeah, sadness. Like despair, a, like when you lose a loved one or a pet dies. Yeah. Despair, despair is, is sad, like times a hundred, right? Like lots and lots of sadness. Yeah. So, um, can you think of a time when you felt despair? Um, around four years ago, uh, my grandfather died. That brought my family probably the most despair ever. That was a for tough me, time. at least. Yeah, losing people that 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 can really bring about sadness, right? Sadness, and um, despair is hard because despair sometimes is when we um, lose our hope, right? Yeah. I I um I want to stop here and I want to pray. Okay? Okay. Gracious loving God, we come to you, Lord, um right now knowing that um despair is something that uh is is hard to go through. Uh despair, we know even in the season of joyful celebrations that many people are going through despair right now. We come to you knowing that um, some of us have made our way through despair. Some of us are making our way through despair and knowing that listeners out there may be deep, deep in despair right now. And we just pray, Lord, that um, you help that light to shine through in that darkness uh, that comes in that despair and just to to comfort and, and bring peace to those who are, are going through that right now. In Christ's name we pray. So, Max, I'm going to take this one to you. We're going to, we're going to, 
we're going to go to you because I, I do know that I do know that you have gone through some despair and it's been this despair for your family, a difficult season. So I'm glad that you get to speak about joy, but it's kind of hard to talk about joy, right? If you don't, if you don't talk about despair. It's very true. And it's, it's funny. Part of the reason I picked joy was because joy is how I cope with despair mm-hmm. because hope is really difficult sometimes. And sometimes even faith is really difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. But with with the great despair that our family has gone through this year, it's it's joy that makes you it grounds you in the now. Because no matter how good things are going, joy can can make you in that moment all that much more because sometimes when things are good you kind of take it for granted Mm -hmm. but at the same time despair it's present and exists and it exists for everybody in 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 one fashion or another but you get that that joy that exists that takes you out of that for a moment or or shows you that brighter spot Mm -hmm. or makes you remember that it isn't all despair all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. and that I mean, we have we have great, great joys in the world, like, you know, the birth of a child or uh, a new a new home or a new opportunity or anything. These are big things, and these are what people think of most of the time. But there's also the, the little things, the small things, and the things that have got me through my despair this year is, you know, happy children or mm-hmm. a new experience or... Just anything that brightens up, even if it's just a moment or a day or a week, it it helps because it's something to get you, if not past that despair, at least make it livable. Mm-hmm. For that moment. I like that you talk about joy is, is in that moment, right? In that moment. And, and it can be something very small that, that gives you that. I know, like... I know that you're a writer. I know that because you share you share some of your prayer requests, and they they really are like poetry, you know, and and and, and writing is a way that I work my way through despair, also. Um, but I think that that joy and you you are right. Hope and joy are it is different. Sometimes faith is hard and hope is hard, but to 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 be able to hold on to that joy. Because if we're honest with ourselves, there's something to be joyful about in every day. You, you've got three great, beautiful reasons here. It's joyful. It's very hard to not be joyful around children, especially your kids. They're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are pretty awesome. They I, are pretty awesome. Well, I, I think it's the reason we have children. And I was thinking, well, I was meditating on that today before the service starts. Is uh, we have children, we don't really get anything out of that except joy, because. Mostly their responsibilities and chaos and craziness. They eat so much. <laughs> and yet the joy is such a great payment for that that we're inspired to do it again and again. And I've done it five times <laughs> because, yeah, they really are. They are the joy in my life. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you can recognize that that's a gift that comes from God, then you you can know that 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 joy that you feel is is given. It's a gift. It's a it's a it's a really true gift. 
Do you, Max, you look like you have a thought on joy over there. <laughs> I, when I think of joy, I see spending time either with my friends, family, or watching a movie, or just lying down thinking about the world around us. Yeah, I I think that we you are all expressing that it's the people in your lives that that bring you joy, right? Spending time Definitely. with friends, spending time with family, and also thinking about things. But sometimes things are hard. You know, this um, this week something happened in the news. Do you all know what happened in the news this week? Yeah, uh, I think it was. I think you're thinking of UNLV. Mm-hmm. It had a big shooting Mm -hmm. yeah but that that was a really we call it a dark time so what does that mean to you a dark time dark time at first if you think about uh just dark time nothing else uh the first thing that comes to mind when you think of that it's kind of maybe something bad happens like a really bad thing happens all at once and you gotta go through it Right. And so we talk about the darkness. That was a great way to explain it. Something. And so why do you think it's important then? Now, this is the third candle we're lighting. Why do you think we light candles during the season of Advent? To, I think candles have always been used for things to make spirits come back and things that's always kind of been something so I think we make that do that to make Jesus it kind of just the last candle lit lights and Jesus kind of just comes out of us so that very last candle in the middle is the Christ candle right that's the very last candle that is lit and 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 the reason that we light one and then we light the next one and we light the next one what's happening with each candle that gets lit The last candle gives happiness to people. Yeah, that gets brighter and And brighter, right? So we're it gives out joy. So yeah, so the so the week that you're lighting is the is, and I know that everyone's gonna have a lot of joy just seeing y'all up there lighting this candle. But exactly, it is about bringing lightness into the dark because there's darkness in the world, right? Is everybody always feeling? Like doing good and feeling good things and have good and some people don't, right? And this example of what happened this week, you know, that was some darkness and true darkness. But what I noticed as soon as that happened, do you know what I noticed? And maybe some of you did too. My phone blew up and you know what it blew up with? People like, have you heard from so-and-so? Did you check on so-and-so? Do we know that so-and-so is okay? How can we help these people? What I noticed is in that really dark and sad time. Despair. Yeah, in that time, there was so much light that people that wanted to bring. So I think that's... It's just kind of, since it's around the Christmas season, Jesus, like I said, all you're coming out of all of us. Mm -hmm. Just kind of making us a little bit brighter. And that is the point of these of the lighting the candles each week to, to bring brightness and to bring God's light into the world. So one of the things that we say um, is con- it, that you're going to read about is confidence that the light shines. Confident that the light shines even in the places where deep shadows touch our lives. When you come to us, most holy God, may we know you through the grace of Jesus Christ. Um, 
And so it's talking about that confidence that the light will shine. So Max, to you, how do you have that confidence that the light will shine? Because it always does. Throughout my time on earth, I've watched darkness occur in my own life over and over again. I watched it occur occur in our country or in our cities or even in the world. And the same thing happens every time. No matter how bad it is, no matter how dark it is, it never stays that way. So the difficult part is getting through it until it's light again. But history proves that every time it gets dark, every time it gets bad, it always comes back. Mm-hmm. The light is always there. It's just harder to see sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when you were in your, really the depth of your despair, how, how do you, how did, what are practices or what are things that you, that you did during that time to help you remember that? I focused on what I needed to do for things to get better again. And when I couldn't do that, I'd focus on what I would do when it did get better again. Ooh, say that again. That was good. <laughs> Let's make sure we heard that one. So I, I focused on what I needed to do to make things bright again. While at the same time, when I couldn't do that, I would focus on what I was going to do when it got better again. That's great. Perfect. Right. That was, that was, I want to snap to that. That was, that was really, really good. That was, that's really powerful because the truth matter is, is we only get to make our own choices. We don't get to, to, to choose everything that's going to happen in our lives and to know that, yeah, something will be better and how, how that, how you'll be able to respond in that time. And it's exciting because we have a prayer chain and I have the uh, privilege of being able to take people's prayers and send them out again. And what's interesting is this is how I know people are praying because they're always asking, well, what's happened with this or what happened to so-and-so and what's going on with that or what can we do? And your prayers really touched a lot of people. I think anyone since I've been doing this, I've gotten the most feedback on prayers that, that you had written. Um, and so what they really felt pain with your pain, but then when you had something great to share, it was just the joy that you brought other people and be able to come like, I've got great news and answered prayer. And I think that's important because sometimes we forget to share those celebrations and we forget to share the great things that, you know, are is happening and to give that opportunity for other people to be able to share in your joy. So it was really something I've always kept to myself. I keep my own problems to myself and I don't like to brag. So I don't talk about good things either. Mm-hmm. The thing about this last year and how difficult it's been. And I didn't know what else to do. So I I'm, I need to try something new. And people I'd never even met before would stop me in the church and go, I've been thinking about you. I've been praying. And I, just, I felt so instantly connected mm-hmm. and so much better that, that the people that don't even know me or my family cared so much mm-hmm. that, yeah, when I, when I had good news, I had to share it mm-hmm. so that people knew that their prayers were for us were answered and our prayers are being answered and 
Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody means so much to me. Uh, just just walking into church today, I don't I don't remember the last time I've been so happy and smiled so much. Aww, that's so wonderful. Well, we always get excited when we see y'all come in, and I I can remember from the first meeting y'all. So I I think. Um, you know, you are a truly special family. And it's cool because you were you each connected and involved in, in different kinds of ways. But it feels like um, when I see you all come in, that it feels like you all come in feeling at home and like this is a place. And so um, since you have different places and ways of involvement, you know, Allie, I know you talked about youth group. And, you know, th- those are the hardest years of your life. It doesn't even matter if everything goes exactly as you wish. They're still, the, as, as someone who worked with you for so many years, they are the absolute, they're just difficult. There's so many things going on. There's so much change. There's so much out of control. And um, and so can can you just share a little bit about maybe some of the joy? Because I know that if you walk into the youth lounge, not everyone is feeling things are going great at that moment. So there's always going to be someone that's going through something difficult, right? And so can you kind of share what that's like? So whenever I walk into youth group, it doesn't matter if I had a rough morning or if I'm in the best mood ever. It always improves when I walk in because I have all my friends there and I'm always welcomed by the youth directors and we always, we just always find a way to make each other laugh, and we still learn about God, and, like, we still are able to focus while just improving each other. Mm. I love that you're working on improving each other, because we're, you know, it's, that's really great. That's really great. And when you come in and you're like the youngest one, it's like, oh, wow, these old kids. And then pretty soon, you know, you're the you're going up in the ranks and you're starting to see. And then you look back. Oh, my gosh, that was me. I was (laughs) I was that kid. Right. And so I think it's great that you can count on each other to kind of pull each other along the path. And it tickles me. It tickles me to see that Um, just why I worked with you for as many years as I did, because it's just a very, very challenging time, you know, and that to that you guys are there for each other. Um, that that's really great. I want to say too that I saw you having a lot of joy in serving. You worked your butt off on the service week. I mean, we we did some um, we did some work. And why do you suppose that that brings you joy, even even when it's hard, or even when why why do you think you get joy out of that? I really enjoy helping people and seeing like what my good deeds do for other people. And I always get this sense of accomplishment after finishing like a service project or even just helping out a friend in need. Mm -hmm. And so that brings me to my theory, which is I think that the inward joy we get comes from our outward actions towards others. Would you agree with me on this? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so I think, what is it that um, causes us to want to do those actions? And I think, you know, what is it that makes you want to do that? I think just seeing the joy that it brings people, it just makes me really want to continue doing the things that I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And that's what Christ came. I mean, that's what what we're called to do, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, and I think when we can... The best thing to do when you are when things are dark and difficult and in despair, 
that for me, and tell me if you all agree, the, the easiest way, the best way to get out of it is to be focusing on other people, right? To be able to somehow be focusing, even if you just, I just say, take a vacation from your problems. Like right now, my life is a, what do you call it? A dumpster fire. Things yeah. are, things are so bad. So take a vacation from it and, and, you know, focus on other people. So then my question for you is this um, season of Advent, and it's a short season, and are you all ready for Christmas? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Not yet. Okay. I'm working on it. So I would like to know two things. I'd like to know what is it that your hope is for joy, and what is something that you want to do to spread joy to others in this season? It could be some. Yeah, Max, you have a, you have, go ahead, close to the mic. Something that really brings people joy that I like doing is I have a lot of friends back at my um, house and what I like to do they like playing uh, Pokemon which a lot you probably don't know anything about I do I got two boys (laughs) I I collect pretty well because I've been collecting for quite a while now and one thing, last year on Halloween, I was at my dad's work. And from one of his workers, I got the first pack of Pokemon cards I've ever seen before. And that kind of started it for me liking Pokemon cards. And I just kind of started. So a few other people at my uh, house um, have just started too. And I kind of like trading with them. And not making very fair trades on my part. Oh, because people just get super happy because they're like, "Oh my god, thank you! This is so nice." That's very sweet. That's very sweet. I love that. And I just lost uh, one of my good cards on accident because uh, I was at the park and I think someone took it because I had them all in a spot on the table. And they were all in cases, so they couldn't have flown away because they were pretty heavy. And uh, I think someone took it. And they all kind of teamed up to give me a good one. So it kind of paid me back as karma. Oh, they did. Okay. So that was a great example of things you do to give other people joy and how someone has done that for you too. Wonderful. Okay, Eve, what are you going to do this Christmas to bring joy to others? What's your plan? Mm. My plan is to um, make, I already set up like a few presents for my family, for my dad, for my sister, and for my, um, for Max. But I'm, I'm trying to find out a good one for like, for like, um, for, um, for my mom and my, um, and for 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 my friends and for for the church. And so, so I'm trying to find a few things. And what I'm going to do to make a um a present, I'm going I'm not gonna wrap them. I'm going to like hide them and just make and then try to make a surprise. Oh, you're having a little scavenger hunt. That's wonderful. So you, it brings you joy. You want to give people gifts for joy. That's yeah. great. I love it. 
So you know what? When my kids were little, we did, they got to open their present from Santa Claus on Christmas. And then they, the 12 days of Christmas, believe it or not, start on Christmas. And then they go on. They don't start before Christmas. And they got to open one present a day until Christmas um, came, until Epiphany came, right? So just one present a day. <laughs> so what about for you, Allie? What do you, how are you hoping to spread joy? Um, by trying to be a good person and help out wherever I can and just be there for anyone who needs it. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's being there for your friends, right? Well, that's very sweet. You know, we have something here at Desert Spring called a different kind of Christmas. And we, people um, donate to a different kind of Christmas. And every year there's a different uh, organization or group of people that we give that big gift to. And so I, I, that's, I love that tradition that we have here. Does anyone know what it's for this year? It's the Walter Hoving Home right? Yeah. And so they've been coming to our church and singing with us. And um, it's nice to be able to give outside and to, and to help, to help others. And so it's been nice to have those women coming and sharing their stories and the things that they've gone through. So yeah, it has the past couple of weeks listening to, to some of their background stories and where they are now. It's, it's inspiring. Talk about despair. Yeah, exactly. talk about despair. What some of them have been through, and it's yeah, it's really amazing that they can share their stories like that. And um, yeah, so Max, what about for you? How are you going to be spreading joy this year? It's a different kind of Christmas for you. It is. It is very different, and I'm I'm at a new job and new living situation with my family. And honestly, my my goal right now is just try and keep things as, as positive and, and uplifting for all my families I possibly can. And that's mm-hmm. really where my focus is right now. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your new job. You were very excited. Everyone was very excited to hear about that. Uh, well, they, I very, very quickly got hired over at the Wynn. So I'll be their new facility locksmith. Um, their current one is retiring at the end of January. So I have, uh, about five weeks or so left of very quickly picking up what's been going on there and before he's gone and I'm left to my own. Mm-hmm. We are all very excited for him. Are you excited for him? He's going to have a cooler job. He says it's really big and we want to see his new office. Oh, you want to see his new office. You know what I love what you just said, Max, is that you are excited for your dad. Something great is going on for your dad and you have that joy, right? Yeah. Yeah, wait, yeah. Well, just to see him happy because of all the things that happened, uh, it just makes me happy because I like to see my dad smile. And because of everything that happens and everything, he tries staying positive, but you can see that it's hard for him. So I try, I'm happy, and I try keeping him happy too. Wow. So it's just very excited that he's getting this awesome new job and at this new place and he's really happy and I I can tell that he's confident cuz he's telling stories about how this is like way higher grade than uh like a higher job and uh, like their higher standards and he it kind of boosted his confidence. I'm just happy about that. Wow, it feels like I'm talking to the parent who's telling me about their child. <laughs> Sometimes that happens, I think. 
that was like Freaky Friday right there that just happened. <laughs> That's awesome, Max. I love that. I love that you can recognize that your dad's gone through some hard times, right? And and you said he's always trying to be happy, right? He's always being being strong and being positive and joyful. And so to see, I wish people could see the smile on your face as you were talking about how proud you are of your dad and how happy you are to be able to to share in his joys. That that truly is, I think, that's that Christ-like love, and that's the joy that we're talking about here. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Eve, like you look like you have an add-on to that thought, or you just... So the thing I wanted to say is... Um, I think Max is um, saying what he wanted to say and stuff, but I think the first part that he said was kind of nice because he's since it sounded really nice to um, Dad. So, uh, yeah. You love your dad. I can see that. Yeah. Yes, you all do. And, and it just looked like Max was being, just being nice to Dad, but he was actually just trying to tell us and try to be nice to dad and stuff he tells you to be nice to dad too (laughs) so you know i i i love so much that you are the ones that were chosen for joy and now how did it happen that you guys got picked to light the joy candle uh nobody had signed up for any of them yet and uh so she was saying which week had more speaking parts or which week had more candles. And and I just kind of heard this voice in the back of my head that said, joy, joy is the most important, do joy. And so I just, I, in the middle of her telling how many speaking parts, I just said, we'll do joy together. We'll do joy. I love it. You picked joy. And you said that you've been meditating on joy. I threw you a curveball because I sent you the wrong, <laughs> I sent you from the wrong week. You're like, wait a minute, I've been, I've been thinking about joy. Tell me how you've been meditating on joy and what 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 came as you've been thinking about that, knowing you were going to be talking about joy. I think joy is everything. I think joy is it's literally my my favorite thing because it can be so so big or so small, and it all of it matters so much. It's really what keeps things keeps everybody going, keeps families together and friends together because. People commiserate together, genuinely and often. But what really, really makes people happy is seeing, seeing their friends happy, seeing their family happy, their their children happy, or even apparently their dad happy, as I'm discovering mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So that that's really been my thought: is that it's what it's what holds everything together and keeps everything going, gives us that that reason to keep trying. And, and keep making people happy because it really does. You're, everybody is the most happy, I think, when other people in their life are happy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, they're happy about my new job because they see me happy. What mm-hmm. they don't get is the reason I'm so happy about it is because of how much more I'm going to be able to do for them mm-hmm. because I have it. Mm-hmm. It's very selfless. All of you are thinking about the other, and that's really, that is beautiful. And what you said... Um, that people often they commiserate and you know people love to sit and you know wah 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 come together to gripe about something or to complain about something but man when we come together to be joyful about something like that's that's 
that's special and that's we the world needs more of that you know the world really needs more of that so i love that you i love that you recognize it and i love that you picked that you picked joy to speak about because it's been a hard year it's been a very hard year and um the last time I preached in church, it was on joy. Because, so it's my favorite too. Uh, um, I love yellow. I love whatever I love. And people um, sometimes think like, oh, nothing but bad ever happens. And like really the people that I've gotten to know that have that true joy have really endured a lot. Have really endured a lot. I, I, um, a lot of the older people that I get a chance to work with now and you talk to them, oh, everything's so great. Everything's wonderful. God is so good. And then you you see what they're really struggling with and suffering and the the loss and the illness and the things that they go through. And you're like, wow, like how do they have so much joy? But that's because that joy is just that deep joy that comes from the Lord and you, you know, they've gotten through. I I talked to a gentleman a couple months ago. I called him from the church and said, Oh, I haven't seen you. How are things? Oh, everything is just great. We're doing great. And Oh yeah, this and that. And then I I mentioned, Oh, you might want to come and do this one thing. Well, it's hard to get around. I just had a leg amputated and we just, and then started talking about all these really big, difficult things that have happened. But he would not even have mentioned that were it not for, you know, the mobility issue. And I really admire that. I admire that um, so much. And I, and I think if we could share in our joy, even equal portion as to how much people want to share in their, you know, frustration or anger or um, be, be, be pretty different situation. Oh, even, even just a small percentage. I think people complain too much and, I tell my children that and some of my closer coworkers that it's like, you know, everyone, everyone's got a vent once in a while, but don't live your life doing it. And what you were telling me reminds me of a, a dear friend of mine who's, who's passed now, but before his wife died, they, those two came up with a philosophy that changed the way I look at things. And that's complaining is for healthy people. If you're not you don't have time to complain. You have to look at the good things. You have to see the positive part of of everything because otherwise you just mm. live your life complaining. Mm. Mhm. Yeah, that's really true. And you're right. There's a place to vent, but then there's a there's a of just recognizing recognizing the blessings. So I think one of the reasons people who go through things all uh who people go through bad things are the most joyful people is because people who don't go through bad things don't think of the tiny things because they go <laughs> through good things all the time. But people who go through bad things and have to go through things like that think of the small things because they're not they're basically not being greedy because they think of, hey, we got just this tiny thing. We saved something. Just finding a quarter or some a change mm-hmm. on the ground makes them a little bit happy because just they think of the little things instead of everything has to be big to be a good thing. You know what, Max? I think you're really true. I think um, the whole world got to learn this lesson. Apparently, we forget really quickly, but... I think, you know, we took so many things for granted. And then one day um, we were told, okay, stay home, 
you're not going to school, you're not going to work, or no, you can't go see your friends and all those things, right? That we just like always did and took for granted, um, we couldn't do. So how did it feel for you when you got to be able to see your friends again or go to school again? Or did you look at it a little bit differently with a different attitude? Well, I never actually really changed much because even before the pandemic, we uh, were homeschooled, I think. And then even a few years after or only around a year after the pandemic happened, uh, I was still homeschooled. So when I finally went back uh, this year, actually, or last year, mm-hmm. um, I didn't really, it didn't really, ch- it changed because we had to go to school again, but it didn't because I still kind of had the same attitude I had while I was homeschooled. So you, so then it changes much for you. What about you, Allie? Because you were at that age of like where the most important thing in your whole entire life are your friends. Right? When it happened for you. Yeah. um, It was particularly hard for me, I think, because I was just starting high school. Mm, That was the worst. And um, so I had and I was just making new friends. And then all of a sudden we had to stay home and Mm. adjusting to that high school life was really hard. Yeah. But like so when we were able to come back to school, it was actually really good because I was able to, like, talk to my friends. We were able to hang out again. I was able to properly adjust to high school and started doing so much better than I was. Mm. And I think just overall my mental health improved. Yeah. And I think things that you had taken for granted, like, the Tuesday before, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> you know, who had any idea? Like, uh, and, and Max, it's a good – I love that you brought this up. Um, because having, being able to be grateful and, and for the small things, like, and it was the really small things that even when we could like sit in someone's driveway and have a smoothie, it was like, yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> we're sitting in the driveway having a smoothie. Look at us. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that gratitude really is a big part of, of joy. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm so glad. You all just give me a lot of joy. I um, I I love talking to you. I love seeing you. You know, but most of all, I just really love how much you care about each other. Even you two at the end, they're down there <laughs> <laughs> giving each other the eye Are right now. <laughs> well, one of the things that. Um, it was going to really bring me joy next Sunday. And by the time people are listening to it, it will have already have happened. So now they're going to have to go back and watch the service. Which service are y'all going to be lighting the candle for? Is it the, the 9.30? The 9.30. That's what I thought. So the 9.30 service on December 17th, which, um, right? Yeah. That's yeah. right. By, by the time this is playing, it will be a couple of days after that. I want to be sure I get your picture um, because this is a very special Christmas and this is this is the first time y'all lit the candle. Is this your first time doing it? Yeah. Very, very never cool. done the podcast before. And now it's the first time by <laughs> the Advent wreath, and the next thing you know, you'll be up there preaching. We'll tell David, get out of the way. No. <laughs> no. Who, I, I think it's gonna be Allie that's gonna be dying Absolutely to get up there. Not. <laughs> I, no, I, I support I, this strongly. Yes, I, I support I do that, not, but I don't she, support it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think I think Pastor David is probably the best at it. He's so happy all the time. I don't think he has ever 
frowned in his life. He oh. is so happy. He he definitely, even though he has learned definitely the lesson that he's probably seen some bad things happen in his life, but then he started trying to do everything good, so he never takes anything for granted. Anything good, he makes it even better. Anything bad, he will make He'll find something to do good. So he he's actually probably the best at doing the job. You know, he oh, is yeah. the you know what's great about him? You know what I think his secret? Don't tell him I don't tell him that I figured out his secret. He's probably gonna listen to I uh, here's the secret. I think that he laughs when he makes mistakes or when we make mistakes. He allows us to laugh about it and not take it so seriously. And so sometimes it's kind of funny. Have you ever noticed like the fun times in the service or when something is not going the way it's supposed to? And it's like this and this is not that big of a deal, right? It's it's not that big of a deal. But that's very it's wonderful that you that you observe that in him because he's he's really good, huh? Like I don't even go to the service much besides the benediction and sometimes I'm in the service. But I just noticed that he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. He never he never thinks of the bad things that happened in life. He never thinks of the past. He only thinks of what could be in the future. Mm-hmm. And I love that you know what a benediction is. That's pretty cool, too. <laughs> we, we're going to start a little word for the day uh, group, and you can be in charge of that. How about oh, that? No. <laughs> oh, it's going to go on forever. <laughs> I just... I want before we pray and say and say our goodbyes. I first of all raise your hand. This is like a secret vote. They don't know out there, but raise your hand if you think you might ever be a podcast guest again. We probably should. Oh, I see some hands. I'm. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Excellent. Allison volunteered Thank you. without even knowing. Thank you so it. much for uh, being the guest. It's given me a lot of joy. Um, if you are listening from home, you can watch the sermon at desertspringchurch.com. I'm sure it will be a great message from Pastor David. And we want you to go to the 930 service so you can watch online so you can see the Ham family uh, lighting. I know you're going to be wonderful. And as soon as you get up there, there will be lots of joy that um, on people's faces. People so. are finally going to know who is who. Now, I didn't prepare you for this, but I'm going to ask you the question. Usually when we get to the end of the episode, I pray. Is there anyone that wants to say the prayer? Evie, would you like to close us in prayer? Okay, wonderful. Let's get real close to the microphone, okay? I would like to pray that um, help. Hopefully, we on Christmas, um, we will have a good night, and I hope that day on Christmas will be a really good day. And um, I heard that in the Bible, not in the Bible, but I heard um the bread and the juice or what together, and it's. Um, sometimes at when we go to church, sometimes we um, have these tiny cups of the apple juice and the um, and the the bread. Amen. I would like to start a prayer too. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Hey, this never happens. Wow. Usually, I say, "Who wants to pray?" and it's silence. So go for it, Max. 
dear God, uh, thank you for everything you've given us this past just week, month. We've had a pretty good month. It's been happy. This Even this podcast was good. Thank you for everything. Thank you for giving us the joy even though the dark times happen. Just thank you so much and I pray that you will help um, everybody else too and that people will have a good time this Christmas. I hope this will be good Christmas. Um, this will probably be a great Christmas. Uh, thank you so much and amen. Amen. Awesome. I hope you guys come back, okay? Yeah. Maybe we should have a kid podcast episode and kid you podcast. could just be the interviewer. <laughs> I could probably do that. Okay, sounds good. All right. I will see you all next Sunday. I'll be watching for you to light the candle and read uh, read to us about joy, okay? Bye, uh, y'all. Have a good day. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye.